0: Coming to you live from Fitzgerald's in St. Paul, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You
1: want me to be that type of dude and I want to be who you like me to.
0: Gerald's usual stomping grounds this place is packed tonight. because yeah. the wilder down three games to nothing and uh, I mean, everybody
1: wanted to be here for the uh, The funeral yep. the death people the paying death, their respects the death rattle mm-hmm. of the Minnesota wild, uh, but Wilder winning
0: You know, it it's almost like just seeing a body slightly move in a coffin You know, it's it doesn't make you feel hopeful so much as it just makes you feel uncomfortable
1: So I was getting ready for tonight getting Makeup, yeah, makeup, all that stuff. Um, I was actually—I'm uh, a huge hockey fan. Most people don't know this about me. I grew up in Minnesota. I played hockey growing up. I was a goalie. I was a, little, I'm a kind of fucking weird. Most people know that. Um, yeah. But I've yet to wear any Minnesota hockey gear at all during games of the series, and I'm wearing—well, that's the problem. I'm wearing—I'm uh, actually wearing a Minnesota North Stars T-shirt. Minnesota he North just Stars. lifted up his
0: jersey to show me. Which Madonna,
1: my Mike, my Mike Madonna North Stars jersey and my Minnesota North Stars hat, in hopes that maybe we can pull this, you know, four game. If you would have been Dang, fucking oh. on the game the whole time, <laughs> maybe we wouldn't be
0: in this predicament. But all right, um,
1: well yeah. you're not here for you're not here for hockey hockey talk. This no, although you're going to hear some shouting talk. in the background while we're here. Yeah. Probably this is in hockey talk with uh, Dave and Dave. This is the Dave's uh, I know. Yeah. And what are we talking about here? We're just talking about Dave's. We're hey. talking about uh,
0: some soccer stuff. Occasionally, some soccer too. Occasionally, occasionally. Do you have a good week?
1: Yeah, man. Um, it's, it's so far. It's been pretty good. At some meetings. This uh, is great content. Keep I it know. going. I I don't know. My boss. My boss is leaving. Like her last day is on Friday. We're doing a happy hour. Good. But like there was the big office party for her going away today. So there's a bunch of mid, uh, mid uh, um, Middle Eastern food. That is kind of awesome. What yeah. What was there? Uh, some Samoa, samosas, not Samoas, Samoa, Samoas, <laughs> samosas. samosas. I know what the fuck the difference between a Samoa and a Samosa is. I, I so uh, wanted
0: you to believe that a Samoa, like a tabouli, little Samoan was a Yeah, I know, tabouli,
1: a bunch of, like, I love olives, like pitted olives, especially. My wife hates olives, but I love a good olive. Sure. And so many good olives. Uh, hummus, um, you know, just the classic Middle Eastern fare. Uh, and that was after I had spent the afternoon in a lunch meeting downtown minneapolis at the depot where i ate a diamond corn dog are you familiar with a diamond corn dog uh sounds expensive no no it's it's like eight bucks but it's a it's a hot dog wrapped in bacon and then uh battered and deep fried corn dog style so i ate that for lunch and then like literally like an hour later i was eating middle eastern food like second lunch. If you fart while we're out here, this <laughs> podcast is gonna be oh, over. I already, <laughs> I dropped a massive deuce before, so we should be it's, good.
0: It's funny you mention that because we had a potluck at my work today. It was a garlic potluck. Everyone had to bring in shit that had garlic in it, and so we Who had like dozen. It. <laughs> it's national garlic. Well, far par- no, it's National Garlic Day today. Did you know that?
1: I did not know that. Yes, it is. Well, that's good. Cause the day I before 4:20 par- is uh, National Garlic Day. Ah, so, you know enough. whatever
0: that means. I don't know. So my, br- I'm not gonna fart, but my breath is gonna be terrible here. Do not kiss me, uh, like usual.
1: Don't, not worried let's, about that. Let's at talk all. about
0: soccer. None of this, okay. none of this is gonna make the final cut. Uh, let's talk about some soccer. We have a game to talk about. I've got some serious uh, mixed feelings about it, uh, much like uh, I have about us continuing this podcast after that introduction.
1: Uh, we want to talk about Houston. What the hell just happened? Um. All right. Well, I mean, that was a that was an interesting game. Yes. Uh, tale of two halves, honestly. And even still, I mean, we came away obviously with a point, but Houston mostly dominated that game with some really interesting spurts of Minnesota being kind of amazing. Um, for me, first thing we always talk about, best moment of the game. Best moment of the game was literally after, like 90 seconds after the restart in the second half. Uh Ramirez doing Superman-esque things that we've never seen Superman do in no. a in a previous iterations of, ML, uh, of Minnesota before, like out leaping a defender and heading a goal in. Nope. Uh, Boniac from Houston was absolutely entirely unmatched with Ramirez on that on that uh, on that goal, and that's a thing that we don't see. We've never seen Ramirez do until no, until this year. Like all of a sudden, he's starting to do the things that w- literally we've been pining for him to do for three goddamn years. Yep. It's it's simultaneously frustrating and amazing. I because you wonder what could have been, right? What? Yeah. Why why didn't we win three goddamn NASL titles
0: before this? God, you you wonder because uh, Christian has talked about putting work into that element of his game. Talked about working on his strength. We saw that against Colorado when he put in that glancing header. Uh, he outmuscled Jared Watts. Not a lot of people are out Jared Watts. Christian Ramirez maybe has never outmuscled anybody other than maybe his nephew. So he's done that. Now he's jumping in the air. He's winning headers. Uh, I mean, We'll talk a little bit more about his stats later, but um, what he's doing with his game is, except for the fact that he's not exactly a clinical finisher, he's taking tons of shots and not probably doing with all of them what he needs to be doing with them, uh, holy shit. He's got a very well-rounded game right now. He's looking good. Yeah, uh, that header is for me also my best. Moment. It's great. I
1: mean I wish Minnesota would actually decide to attack with more than three players at a time. It's a, you know
0: I don't, I don't know if I, so I think they've got the, their, the way their formation works and the way that their, their their players strength work I think it plays out that way. I don't think it's because they're unwilling to say have a left winger get in there You saw Miguel Ibarra break for a big uh, a big one That was a pass back to Molino, where Molino probably should have scored They can get a left winger on offense But the quality on the left wing is not the same as the quality on the right so it doesn't get there That's fair.
1: All right. It is fair All right Uh worst moment of the game What was your worst moment of the game? I mean I have mine Just kind of a, a, a collection of moments Related to one particular uh, Houston attacker, but what do you got a <laughs> Houston attacker? Um,
0: I felt pretty negatively about uh, us not having any decent market So y- you watch that headed goal uh, Houston's first goal two guys are in there to put that in without any Minnesota guy near them. Um, that kind of s- set piece marking is unacceptable um, And it had me fearing that that game was going to turn into a Revs game a Portland game an Atlanta game and happened early it was such a boneheaded set of scenarios that um I was deeply fearing for what was gonna happen after that
1: I mean my yeah mine's mostly the same thing um the Ellis being completely marked on two different set pieces scoring on both of them basically one he was like unfairly ruled off sides he was definitely on side um and the other one, the the back line, for individually as great as people have been in what their are like their roles, um, the fact that they still collectively cannot for the life of them mark a fucking set piece is frustrating and worrisome in a yeah. in a really bad way. What's what was amazing about this game?
0: Sometimes you you know you'll say things like. Oh, man, this was a tie that felt like a loss or wow, felt like a win or say, you know, honestly, this was one that simultaneously I felt like I was relieved that we didn't lose by four goals. I was disappointed that we didn't walk away with all three points. And I was elated to walk away with a 2-2 draw on the road. I felt all the feelings at the same time. on this one. <laughs> yeah, um, that we continue on defense to make, even if we function better collectively, we had a flatter back line this time. Uh, we we're getting we're starting to get offside traps. Um, I think that uh, the creases in the defense are starting to become, seen uh, I'm sorry, ironed out. But we continue to make individual, momentary, boneheaded decisions that we are immediately punished for.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would 100% agree that like that that back that second 45 was a great example of a bend don't break defense, right? Like there was they Houston had still had a ton of opportunities, um, and but we just didn't fuck up. Like demonstrably, where someone just was left unmarked and wide open. Like there was people that went unmarked that they got shots off, but there was other people in there to defend and, and, and block the shots and get their body in the way. Um, I think as much as it pains me to say, that's how this defense is going to have to play, pretty much from here on out. Is that scrappy. it's a bend, scrappy bend, don't break, yeah. just make sure no one's fucking up majorly, which. It's not a not a good thing. So what was what was your most what the fuck moment of the game uh, for me? It's got to be
0: Christian Ramirez not earning that red Um, Christian uh, Didn't score every goal opportunity that he probably should have scored and you know It's easy to say that about strikers, but if if he said that about everybody everybody'd have 30 goals every year and and so that's not fair but um, That said he got into some dangerous positions consistently. He's done that pretty much all year even in, the, uh,
1: even in the first half, too. Certainly, which, which, yeah. Which was Minnesota's offense did not look good in the first half. But he no, but, but got he, got opportunities. Opportunities.
0: he got into tough positions, and Molino was delivering just these tasty, tasty treats of passes that were perfectly weighted, only available for Christian. And, you know, credit to Christian, he's getting there, but he also earned a red card, in my opinion, that never uh, was delivered. Sounds like Matt Doyle on MLSsoccer.com seemed to agree with that as well.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, my most what the fuck moment was that. Basically that that two minutes segment where Schuler went out with the hip injury, and then all of a sudden, oh, of God. course, Ellis uh, clobbers Bobby Badman and as he's scoring a second goal, knocks him out. We literally wasted two subs or had, not wasted. We had to use two subs in the first 45 minutes, and then I guess maybe the most what the fuck moment after that was basically like, we put on Ibarra, uh, we put on uh, aboja and then Adrian Heath was like cool we're good yeah we're good we don't we don't need any other fucking subs no he did uh he did bring in dunladi no he didn't and he no he we didn't use our third sub in this game that light, did not come on even though he should he should have come on for Molino. early like in like the 80th minute but he didn't come on
0: that's heath yeah that's heath bar um all right so
1: I have a feeling about what I, I I under I think I know what your official scorecard match rating <laughs> is. What is uh, what is yours? Well, I know so what mine is.
0: The the official match rating uh, has got to be in the D range. Um, that penalty that missed penalty call for me, a that would have been a game changer, obviously, uh, both because of the penalty, but he's probably got to deliver a red card on that as well if he calls it. Uh, but there were other missed calls as well. Um, tactical fouls that didn't get called he tended to let the game play itself out and and I've said on this podcast I'm usually a proponent of that let them play let them hash this stuff out he gave uh, he gave an advantage call for Houston when it clearly would have been an advantage for them to take an aggressive free kick where they had it um, so I, I think he's making bad calls on both ends of it and it wasn't just the obvious missed uh, penalty
1: yeah, I 100% agree. I think this um, is our
0: first genuinely bad uh, uh, referee it was, experience it was Yeah, it year. was bad.
1: I mean, it, it wasn't even, like, egregiously bad on, on just Minnesota. Like, the right. offside call was terrible for sure. Ellis. Like, that definitely should have been a goal. Yep. Uh, the the uh, Ramirez penalty, definitely, if he calls that penalty, or calls that foul, it's definitely a red card, too.
0: Like and, w- and what comes after that? How many dominoes fall from that moment how different does this game look that's if he gives exactly. that Exactly. And,
1: and, like, that's like that's when, that particularly when you know it, it was a particularly bad refereed-officiated game. It's like, like obviously, like, oh, if this happens, then who the fuck knows? Well, you know, ca- counterpoint,
0: does that mean that you should only give those calls when you're truly certain? I mean, you don't want to have an undue impact on a game that shouldn't be earned, so you want to be damn sure. I think that's, pr- that's the logic they're taught. Um, that said... Oh, well, what can I say? We got the benefit of a TV, right?
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, they don't have a replay yet, and I don't even. Know you want it? Up. I I like. Can we a have replay. a replay
0: episode? We, we, all we talk about <laughs> is replay <laughs> and pro rel, and what else? What else is uh, can there? We,
1: can we not do that? I don't know.
0: Women's pay. Just I mean, have yes, the, we the issues. Let's talk about one. that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about like the issues that are important, like uh, paying our women properly and all there that. that know, yeah, like not yeah. fucking replay or pro-rel. I didn't mean to equate <laughs> women's
0: equality with whether or not we have pro <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to equate yeah. those things. I just hot-button uh, top- Yeah, topics. those,
1: those pro uh truthers are not as good as the actual women's equal pay truthers are, which I think... Fair enough. <laughs> Alright, anyways. <laughs> okay. uh, so our next ready-to-do start of the game, uh, for me, it's, I mean, obviously it's Kevin Molino. Like, that dude's been fucking on fire. You... You've been advocating for Molino uh, consistently for a while now. Um, I was like, "Oh yeah, Ramirez," but watching, watching specifically what Molino did in that game, how he set up both of those goals, um, is, I, yeah, fully on the board that he's easily the best player on this team, and maybe, maybe uh, one of the best players at least uh, at his position in, in MLS. I think he's certainly one of the best
0: wingers. And fa- fantasy will tell you that's true. He's, I think, uh, fourth ranked or something for uh, for w- wingers. So um, on a team, that kind of sucks. So you know, good on him. Uh, anyways, I think it's M- Molino for me, too. I feel like week in and week out, we could probably say Molino put in a pretty good show and, and keep giving this award to the same person. For me, it wasn't even just those perfectly weighted balls, the fact that he can win 50-50s and dribble around guys. He's got all that. But it's that we saw him all over the pitch. Um, Heath right now is on a tick where he will have Molino on the right and whoever's playing left wing play the entire half of the Field that belongs to them not just sticking wide He's covering that amount of width plus he's tracking back to defend consistently He's consistently as far back as Thiessen is. I don't know where that guy's engine is He's gonna need to be rotated occasionally (laughs) because nobody can keep up the kind of pace that he's being asked to that said, our results suggest we may not be around the Open Cup and certainly not Champions League very long, so maybe he can do it week in, week out. I have no idea, but the engine the guy's got you know, never runs out of gas. Yeah.
1: I mean, on that same vein, um, I would say uh, Ibarra put in a really good run when he came in, kind of Pretty doing good. the same thing that Molina was doing, doing the Ibarra things that we remember from two, two and a half, three years ago when Ibarra was basically bossing NASL, basically doing what Molino's doing uh, right now. T- taking over his half of the field Cutting in Basically controlling that And tracking back And bailing out his defenders uh, Covering for them As they're making runs forward So I mean I put a bar up there It's kind of like He's not my He wasn't the best player in the game I mean, Obviously that was Molino But he was one of my You know Top three um, The other person Who just keeps putting in Like Yeoman's work Like the dude just keeps Fucking doing shit Is uh, Brent Coleman um, I mean obviously There's My love affair with Brent Coleman Is well known You don't need to say that But He keeps he, he's not the best defender in MOS, but the dude wins tackles like the fact that he's not gotten a yellow or a red card yet Kind of blows my he mind. has two yellow cards. Does he have two yellow cards? Okay. That fact he's not got a red card yet He has honestly
0: Coleman has the right amount of yellow cards. Yeah He, he every time the ball's coming at him and I watch a, a, an opposing offense running at us right around his uh, crease there I'm thinking just like uh, the fucking general Lee Jum like, well, how's Coleman going to get out of this pickle? <laughs> and like, he, he does it consistently just with tackles that yeah. if he misses them, we're fucked. And he pretty consistently makes them. So if he takes a yellow occasionally uh, doing yeoman's work, that's fine.
1: Yeah, okay. Uh, who is your shittiest player of the game? This, uh, this I, is a tough one. Let me, be- let me tell you mine. Yeah, then I'll let ahead. you think about it for a second here. Um, so, I mean, again, we talked about last week. There wasn't like, there wasn't someone who was egregiously shitty on the field like as there has been in the past which that's a good that's a step forward that's a good sign certainly um we're moving forward um i think last week i even gave it to heath because i was like oh with the formation or whatever oh, you, you can almost uh, do that this week too yeah right. i mean i give it to Schuler, if only because he was depor- poorly deployed which wasn't his fault but he was supposed to be the connection between yeah uh between warner and cronin which was a bad decision, which is why he's partly to blame here. Um, in the midfield, to uh, the attack, um, when Schuler went out and Ibarrá came in, it was like demonstrably different in terms of how this team was attacking. And that, I mean, his his inability to connect was his fault. Was it because he was poorly positioned? Probably, which is not his fault. That's Heath's fault. So, what do you got? I think I you know schuler is very much a possession
0: kind of based midfielder that's what he does i don't i don't think that's the same thing as calling him box to box although you can have a guy doing box to box that is a position uh possession dude i don't think that's schuler i would love for us to go out and get like a david guzman kind of dude who can be athletic get get from the six to the six and all that and schuler's not that so i was disappointed too but let me give a controversial one here calvo Uh, I I think he's most accountable on that first goal. I don't think that he put in a particularly good shift on defense Um, Again, this is not the you know Demidov egregiousness levels that we were seeing earlier on but I thought he had a lousy shift and uh, uh, Might be a very different outcome if he doesn't
1: uh, He pulls his head out of his ass on that first goal Yeah, no, I mean, I don't think that's super controversial. I mean he did not look great in the game at all and I mean, I know where. What we're a refreshing uh, place to be that is, actually, <laughs> though.
0: Because you can expect Calvo to come back next week and say, okay, I'm going to do Calvo stuff again. Yeah. There was a time when we were wondering, are any of these guys going to step up and do anything reasonable? That's true. That's true. So
1: I'm feeling and, a lot better. I mean, especially I think it's coming with uh, with the Gold Cup coming up. I think Calvo's going to want to. Calvo and Venegas. Like, Venegas is also relatively quiet in this game. Um, I think with the Gold Cup coming up in about a month and a half, like, these guys are going to want to put in some fucking work because they want to be called up to their national national team so
0: the Tico's yeah all right let's move on to other United news here uh, brought to you by David Zeller who is now funding the podcast news to him and it's 100% <laughs> not true that's <laughs> uh, and I I'm not funding the podcast <laughs> so uh, we talked about Kevin Molino being our man Kevin Molino was named to the bench of the MLS team of the week congratulations to Kevin Molino, which is you know again the team of the week is the thing that really favors getting on the score sheet, you know. Uh, yeah. That Molino is consistently putting in great balls and all this other, you know, work rate and stuff like that and getting recognized for it. Awesome. Yeah. Just shows you how great it was.
1: Yeah, so another, I mean, there wasn't a ton of United news, so I, we just pulled out some sort of like some tidbits and some facts for you guys. Uh, this You may have seen this on Twitter. Christian Mears is number three in the golden boot race right now. Um, here's some fun facts about that. He's the only one who's without a penalty, so he's not taken any penalties. Molino has taken two, so Christian Miras has five. He would uh, be at seven goals. Yeah, if and in the in the leader, he's tied for basically second with five goals. Uh, the leader has uh, is Diego Valeri, I believe, with six. Uh, um, Torres. Oh, Cubo Torres. Torres. Cubo yep. Torres. Yes, that's right. Um, so but if, if Christian were taking those two penalties, if penalty kicks had taken those two penalties and made them, he would have be at seven. Molino took those two penalties. Um, he's also the only person in the top five who has not actually played against Minnesota United. Which is saying a lot. You know, about, it says a lot about defense Christian and a and a lot <laughs> about Christian. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So those are some fun some
0: fun facts for you oh guys. So let me ask you uh, it's not a like, okay, I'll call it a controversial question.
1: Do you think Christian should be taking the penalties? I don't, that's a I, that's a that's a good fucking question. I mean, Molino in that uh that first game, uh the the Atlanta game, he drew the foul he literally ran, got the ball, and put the ball on the spot for himself. So, I think Molino is the guy who takes the penalties on the team. Um, and I, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know if Christian should be taking those penalties. I think if it gets closer, I think as, as we move on through the year, like throughout the year, and if there's an opportunity for Christian to be chasing that golden boot, I think Christian should be taking those penalties. I know this is a lost year in terms of making the playoffs for Minnesota. Spoiler alert: We're not making the playoffs. What? But if we get to get a chance to get someone like near the top of the golden boot, right. Or someone chasing, you know, chasing some accolades, Minnesota should be doing that. And Christian Miris should be taking those. If, if that's the position he's in. So,
0: uh, you know, I think Molino's penalties have looked really good this year. I don't mind. And they, have, they have been great. Yeah. And I don't know why you mess with success there, even though I'd love for Christian to walk away with the fucking record, his first year, or whatever, uh, that said, um, it seemed on that first penalty that we got that they were hashing that out on the field. Yeah, Molino ran after the ball. It seemed like there wasn't perfect direction there. If that's the case, and I could be wrong. God, I pray I'm wrong. If I'm not wrong, Heath needs to clear up confrontation on his team by making it clear whose responsibility it is. I'm thinking about Kai Kamara uh, in Columbus and the whole aftermath that happened two years ago uh, when he left over a huge fallout with another team member. It had been brewing for a while, but it happened on a moment where they both fought openly on the field over who was taking a penalty. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, 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 I don't think that's going to happen, but I, I don't want to see any of that kind of shit. I don't want there to be any question.
1: I think that is probably the least of Minnesota's concerns. If we're worried about people <laughs> taking penalties, that's probably the least of our concerns right now. Well, especially if uh, they're not going to give them to us. Hey. Yeah. Uh, yeah tell especially. us about the offense. Um, so, one stat that's uh, that's funny and awesome but also terrible and depressing is that we have uh, Minnesota has the fourth best offense at uh, 12 goals for in the West um, or MLS in uh, in MLS Jesus. actually. Yeah. Um, what about our defense? But however, we've allowed 24 goals and no one, the next closest team uh, has allowed 11 goals. Sweet. So we've allowed 13 more goals than the next closest team in MLS.
0: We've more than doubled the amount of goals as the second-to-last team.
1: Yeah. So that's a a fun little fact for you. That was a lot of fun. Thanks. Yeah, and and also terrible and depressing. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Uh, And then actually some some actual news. Um, So Bobby Badminton, he's currently under the concussion protocol uh, per uh, some news reports earlier today. But it sounds like he will be available on Sunday. I don't know if he's starting or Aboja will start. Uh, Belger kept the clean sheet uh, in the second half, mm-hmm. um, but to his credit, Shuttleworth has made some pretty amazing saves in the time yep. that he's been between the between the posts. So, yeah, who, I, who would you want? Given, presuming that Shuttleworth passed this concussion protocol, totally he's good to go. I think who you, would you with, want back? I think you
0: go with Shuttleworth. Uh, he's he's shown great saves. Um, he's he's dealt with what's been put in front of him. You know, the defense has kept him busy as he's played. Uh Alboa could put up some amazing work. Uh, I I think he got a bad uh, I think it looked bad because we as a defense are doing so bad Then he goes out and now all of a sudden like you know, was it his fault? I have no idea, but I don't think he messed with relative success. I think he put Shuttleworth out. Yeah, there. but
1: what if what if the second half of the Houston game with Alboja in there with a, a steady defense that's been playing together for a couple weeks what if that's actually like the recipe for success on the back line what if none of us are real what if it's what if we're reality all, is all just my a, perception? Turtle's back and yeah floating through the universe yeah, I have no all idea right. okay. what, I, what I'll
0: say is this. this this is a better kind this is a better version of this conversation to be having than the one we were having a few weeks ago which was a where can we find a living breathing goalkeeper and b who the hell would you even want starting for you? hey I'm glad about that Femi for Shuttleworth trade, huh? I'm just <laughs> going to bring that up every that, week. Take <laughs> that, Every week I'm going to bring that <laughs> trade up. Oh, my God. Uh, so let's go ahead and move on here. Um, hey, I got one last piece of news for you. Yeah. This, is, this is not United news. Okay. It's essential. Okay. Last week I talked about the NWSL Fantasy League. Yeah. Right? right? Yeah. I made a team. It's called FCKCU. Uh, fckc And basically, if you glance at it, it looks like it says, fuck you. That's the joke. Uh, Out of 7,100 entrants, I got third place last week. Holy shit. It was
1: a huge fucking week. Holy shit, man. It was pretty awesome. Can can people still join the NWSL Fantasy League?
0: You certainly can. It's at nwslfl.com. It runs uh, different than most soccer fantasy leagues that you're going to see. Honestly, it's a labor of love. It's a dude in his basement who has an XL and, you know, two hard drives. And, like, he's just trying to make it work, you know. Um, but it's it's cool stuff. It's a way to learn more about the players, the game, who's successful and who's not. And uh, it's
1: a hell of a lot of fun. There's some great team names out there, too. So Seriously, like, give the ladies some love. Like, as we talked about last amazing. week, they're the best – uh, soccer players in this country, actually.
0: Other news: Mallory Pew turning pro. Yeah. Pew pew pew. She pew, pew, she pew, continues pew, to pew, not respond pew. to my letters, but uh, that's because she's going to be making that NWSL because, money that's now. Because
1: she's 20 and making the NWSL money. She's not 20. She's 18. <laughs> oh, she's oh sorry that's shit. she's 18. And she doesn't need your, Wells Fargo vice president money. God, that's right. <laughs> I didn't even think about that,
0: boy. Oh man the only thing I had to offer her is all gone
1: what's <laughs> <Let's>, uh n w <laughs> that <the> n w l money <laughs> versus that Wells Fargo vice president money hey yeah, the, that white man and like Wells Fargo vice president money yeah
0: the, uh, the minimum salary for NWSL jumped up to fifteen thousand dollars a year this year so so that's like she a, doesn't need me
1: I remember when I was eighteen I think I made about fifteen thousand dollars a year yeah so she's right on pace right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. I didn't play like, soccer
0: <laughs> So someday soon Hopefully you'll even be uh, adding Mallory Pugh To your fantasy uh, leagues No idea if she's going to go NWSL Or chase that European money go, no to, go to
1: Europe Mallory Go to Europe You know it's, it's interesting uh, Basically
0: it comes down to this There's more money playing soccer for her in Europe Maybe some better teams in Europe But there's probably more endorsement money here in America So she's got to choose money wise where she wants to go And soccer wise what's more important to her And you know we're at whatever she decides you know a lot of people have gone to europe in the last year uh and she'd be following their lead so whatever she'll she'll make that money i hate that european uh, women's teams are typically called uh, the ladies' version of the male team—that is, so true. like the Liverpool ladies' team is called like the Liverpool ladies or whatever. I think it's like, like the
1: Manchester City ladies. Yeah. And all that. Yeah. Because
0: it's it, you know, like it's just a female version of the normal thing, right? It's just that is pretty fucked stupid. up. Yeah, okay. And it will probably correct us on like
1: what the actual team names are because they're all variants. Yeah. that Anyways,
0: in, my, in high school, my my—we're uh, totally getting off the rails here. In high school, my uh, uh, mascot uh, uh, was the Comets, the Charles City Comets. And all the female teams were called the Comets. I'm sorry. We muted his microphone because he's just vomiting everywhere and having heard that. Yeah, okay. it's a, it was that dumb. All right. Okay. Do it to them while they're young. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next segment we call Tactical schmactical. We're going to break down the next game. This is a game we've kind of already broken down once before. Yeah. We're playing the Colorado Rapids. So let's we'll uh, start off with the good stuff. Flip Who's it
1: and reverse it. Yeah, um, right. Yeah. As Missy Elliott, the great Missy Elliott once said. Oh.
0: Uh, she also hasn't been returning my letters. Um, <laughs> I, s- I send a lot of letters most of my I, time. I got understand up in why she's
1: not returning your letters. <laughs> <laughs> Mallory, Mallory Pugh, I don't come know. On. Come, come on, on Mallory. President. Come on. Uh, Get that.
0: <laughs> who's good on the Colorado Rapids?
1: Uh, man. Ugh. Well, it'll be good to see uh, Minnesota boy Eric Miller in the starting lineup. That'll be good. That'll be good. Uh, Dylan Powers doesn't suck. Generally,
0: I can see you reaching into the bottom of that bag of holding, looking for something yeah. to say. let me give you one, okay? Zach please McMath, please
1: do. Okay, I, that's if you didn't. I considered
0: Zach McMath, but yeah,
1: well, explain Zach. McMath. Zach
0: McMath's great. So, uh, if you didn't follow the news, uh, Tim Howard, U.S. national team goalkeeper and the starting Colorado Rapids goalkeeper, uh, has been expelled for three games. Yeah, I he, say expelled. He apparently likes to fuck mothers. So here was the thing. So he yelled during a game to a fan who the fans were taunting him and doing all this bullshit, sporting fans kansas do. city fans so there you go co- the, you the know, cauldron uh, something magic uh. happening there uh they goaded him into responding to them that he fucked their mother and they got it on a cell phone video and so he is now going to be suspended for three games uh they said it was for an inappropriate fan interaction now no one has clarified for me whether the inappropriate fan interaction was him swearing at that fan Or actually the fornication with the mother no one has has mentioned which of those things were inappropriate
1: and so to be fair I think this is kind of bullshit I understand exactly what MLS is doing um, in the draconian uh, uh, NFL sense of like setting an example of one of our premier players Um, I don't want to get all like Tom Brady Roger Goodell conspiracy theorists on you because I think Patriots fucking suck and Tom Brady deserve <laughs> every single point of that but Roger Goodell our last listener. Roger Goodell is a goddamn uh, heathen and uh, Don Garber not too far away from he's there he's from the NFL um, so he's, he's trying to make an example there's like they have this and they use like that discrimination policy whatever which was I don't it was kind of bullshit in my opinion kind of bullshit but I don't know you do you think three games was deserved for telling uh, Sporting Kansas City fans that uh, he had fucked their mothers because I've told Sporting Kansas City fans that I fucked their mothers and I don't get banned from uh, steam for three games (laughs) yet (laughs) that's fair and so it's clear
0: that their players are held to a different standard than their fans but that's common in any business right Uh, you know you don't hold your fucking waiters to the same you know uh, level of expectations you hold your customers Um, Now I think that crosses a line when you are in the stands saying things which are homophobic racist All those kinds of cross line things, but if they're heckling even aggressively So I don't have a huge problem with it, you know, let them be assholes I think dark clouds try to take a stand of trying to be clever about it rather than straight-up assholes about it But I think it's a person's prerogative to be an asshole until they cross that line that said three games That's pretty stiff. Give them a game. I think that's message enough Three games is like season impacting. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know. know. Three is stiff. Yeah, I don't know. It sounded like and there was he, more. He didn't cross that line. He didn't say, "I fucked your mother," because well, she
1: was black and Jewish. Like she, he just said. Yeah, there was that. Yeah. Apparently, there was apparently like he like, he confronted a fan, in some other capacity too. I mean, It was it wasn't just it wasn't just the motherfucker comment. I no, I didn't. I I don't know the details yeah. of what happened. I, and later. I don't know either. But like, so I, I, I mean, I don't. I don't know. I think. I agree with you. I think three bands is probably three games is harsh. One for sure. Maybe two, which you know, kicks him out for this game anyways. If it was only two, but whatever. I mean, you didn't say who was good. <laughs> Who's well, that, good. No, I, uh, Zach McMath. Oh that's a long okay. way of saying that the backup goalkeeper,
0: Zach McMath, yeah. is a starter um, on many MLS yeah. teams. Uh, so, yeah. he just happens to be behind their big double penetration player in <laughs> Tim Howard's. So. Okay,
1: fair enough. Um, all right, so who sucks? Who sucks? I mean, obviously, for me, I got the sucky people are Howard, who's suspended. Uh, Watts, who's suspended. I mean, you can't be awesome if you are suspended. Um, uh, Bismarck Boateng, um, who was, like, their one good player last week. they actually the guy who created the goal that had them ahead for most of the game. Um, he hurt his back, so he's out. Uh, Axel Schoberg is still out. I mean, I don't know, like pretty much the entire Colorado back line sucks because it's you take out Birch and Cronin and Schoberg and Watts who the fuck do they have on the back line? I mean Eric Miller starting.
0: Right. So it is really painful to hear you talk about their defense being their weak point when you look at Colorado Rapids allowing how many goals last year? 39. They were incredible last year. I mean they weren't shit going forward but they were incredible last year Yeah. and week uh, Minnesota kind of picked it picked him apart a little bit and they're underperforming in other areas um, I still like Watts he hasn't been uh as good as we thought he was going to become yeah, last year pl- this year but he's not playing
1: in this game he's out co-
0: correct I am just talking about their back line in general oh, okay. but you know even Watts hasn't been uh, up to snuff there for me though you've got to look uh, up front with them they generate nothing in offense they didn't last year and they don't this year so They have for, I think, three games been starting Hairston in a right wing sort of position. Um, That hasn't materialized in anything uh, really useful. Playing out of the number 10 position, uh, you know, you've got powers. They they need a DP who can be their uh, puppeteer at the number 10, I think, in order to make the people around them better. Uh, Connor Doyle, I mean, I was hot on Connor (laughs) Doyle three weeks ago, but nothing has happened since then to keep
1: that erection going. So, can, can I tell you a fun fact? Please. Colorado hasn't won a MLS point since they last played Minnesota United in week three. Let's hope that streak continues.
0: I mean, the streak where they don't get points, not the streak where Minnesota gives them they points.
1: Won, they won in the, I think, second week. They, they got a draw with us in week three, and they have – Lost every single game since then it's been a precipitous drop
0: from last year two points out of the supporters shield I'm not saying they can't bounce back um, but you and I saw them regressing toward the mean this year when we talked about preseason predictions yeah we said Colorado is not going to do last year's shit this year Um,
1: boy I didn't expect this though (laughs) all right so uh, how do we play them I mean for me we don't worry about them attacking at all or being aggressive in any way, shape, or form.
0: Yeah, it's uh, we don't have to worry about it too much. So I, I think what that allows us to do is to play a really compact defense. Uh, we can – last week I said it was okay for us to concede the wings. We should play compact because a lot of Houston's offense comes up the middle. Their left winger is going to play right on the edge of the box. He's not going to play super, super wide. So let's play compact, concede the wings. We did that. And showed that our marking leaves something to be desired so i'm backpedaling in this moment thinking maybe i have it wrong maybe because their offense is is a little bit more piecemeal we can afford to play it a little bit more wide cover a little bit more ground and hope hopefully our uh, the gaps between our players those seams are not going to be exploited so much by a poor defense that way we can cover a little bit more ground maybe send the fullbacks pushing uh, high a little bit more often things
1: like that well their offense is piecemeal their defense is Basically held together with the uh, goddamn uh, Costco version of scotch tape. Like not even good scotch Costco tape. Costco products are very good. Well, not it's not the 3M version of scotch tape. It's okay. the goddamn Costco version of scotch tape, right? So, if this if this team comes out with a Warner Cronin midfield, and they will, right? Um, I might lose my shit, and I but I probably won't because I'm a, I'm a, a fan of this team. Um, but this team needs to play attacking soccer from the goddamn get go, and we need to be uh, punching balls in to the midfield from the wings, from Molino and hopefully Ibarra, um on the left. So, do you
0: want to see the play start out wide, build up, and then yeah. come back to the center? You don't want to see us play up the center.
1: Absolutely. I mean, because I'm, I'm, I, I absolutely expect that Heath was going to go. With the Cronin water midfield and so we need to get about out to the out to the out to the wings and then you use that to move move up and then in to um, to attack that like basically who like, who is like the last there's is there one starter still from Colorado on that back line maybe Eric Miller no he wasn't even starting I don't know like honestly like and you th- might be right. It's pretty and depleted. And that's the thing. Minnesota has easily exploited um, these scotch-shaped backlines against Houston, uh, against, you know, um, uh, Rail against Salt Real Salt Lake. Salt Lake. Yep. Like, this is something we can do. And yep. honestly, like, I think this is the opportunity for us to be an attacking, aggressive team. And as long as we don't give up any stupid fucking mistakes, In terms of, you know, uh, set pieces. Right. um, Missed coverages. Missed coverages. I mean, even still, like, we saw that we can make up for missed coverages in that second half against Houston. As long as the back line is well organized. We can make up for a mistake here or there. As long as you don't give up any dumb set pieces, stupid corners that we should not be giving up. I don't – Understand why we can't like keep a clean sheet in this game And this should not be so, this should be the first clean sheet game of the season for me. So God that
0: would be amazing I honestly that would be as big as our first win was uh, when we played rail Salt Lake. That would feel amazing um, Here's the here's the million dollar question for you. Okay, um, and I've been thinking about this a lot and that is basically Who are the starters and where are they playing? So um I'm going to ask you to say it's going to be a 4-2-3-1, which is what I'm calling the formation we've used, at least in the attack, uh, the first few weeks, or the, the latest few weeks. Uh, who do you think is going to play on the left wing? Who do you think is going to play as that second striker slash number 10 slash box-to-box guy above the two defensive mids? Do you think one of those two guys is
1: going to be a defensive mid? Or you, um, uh, so 4-2-3-1... Um, I think the back line is. Uh,
0: I don't see any reason the back line. The back changes. Line doesn't change. Yeah. yeah,
1: honest. I mean, what, what do I want, or what do I think is, is he's gonna do?
0: Tell me what you think he's gonna do. You All can right. say want later.
1: So I think I think he's I think he's in he, I think this is an absolute fucking mistake, but I think he's gonna go Cronin and Warner. Uh, so the the two, two D mid. Yep, um, and I think that it goes. Schuler is still questionable there, I haven't really heard anything good about him being, coming, coming back So I think it's still So I think it's um, Ibarra, Venegas, Molino And Ramirez up top So if, if
0: Schuler's out That's exactly what I think I think yeah. you just said the formation That I think we're going to see um, But you have Ibarra in front of Kadri Is that right? Absolutely Is that That was A. What you would want And B. What you think That Heath is going to want
1: I mean Yeah I mean clearly when Schuler went out Ibarra came in so I mean I think that's I think that is where Keith lies too and I mean that's definitely honestly what I want I mean I would I would actually prefer to see a different formation but that's neither here nor there
0: <laughs> that's fair enough so so if Schuler is healthy do you think Schuler starts or do you think you go with the lineup that you just mentioned
1: if Schuler is healthy um, I would go basically a, uh, a 4-1, 4-1 with Schuler in there instead of Warner. You would
0: go with Schuler in that sort of D-mid spot? Yeah,
1: basically. Well, no, I would do... Would he operate as no, a D-mid? No, Cron- Cronin in the D-mid. Cronin as a D-mid. And then, then Schuler as like sort of a uh, more of a box-to-box midfielder helping distribute um and then Venegas as the other yeah, central not, midfielder. but yes. Yeah, okay. the, the problem with the, like last week was that Schuler was on, like on a wing and basically like isolated somewhere. Schuler needs to be in the middle of the field and able to like actually distribute well, as far as I'm concerned. And so, if you're going to put Schuler in a position to distribute, you need to get away, take away one of the, the defensive midfielders, the Kroner or Warner. And I don't think it's gonna be Croner anytime soon. Cronin's shown to be a, a really good. A midfielder, but I think Heath is still too gun shy to take away Warner. So I don't. I mean, if 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 Heath is playing two defensive mids, Schuler does not have a place on the field, as far as I'm concerned. Sure. This is this is a team, Colorado,
0: right now, against whom you can afford to cut a defensive mid. If you wanted to experiment, absolutely, with it, you, you could should, do that here. You should
1: never have two defensive mids at home. If you're, especially as a as a as a um a new team in MLS. Like you need to be scoring goals at home. That's absolutely what you need to be doing. If you're not, if you're not going to like grind out points in every single game, which clearly Minnesota is not going to be doing, you need to score some fucking goals. Whether you win or not, you need to score some goals. You need to give your fans some optimism. And putting two defensive mids is not optimism. That is pessimism. That is just trying well, to fucking Minnesota grind out a win. Minnesota has the
0: pessimism. Minnesota at their best you're, games have you're allowed doubling, two goals. You're doubling
1: down on pessimism. Like, you we need to score some goals and we need to get some wins.
0: That's fair. I think. I think if I had to answer the same question for myself, it's probably looks if for this particular game. It probably looks. Uh, you could call it a 4-1-4-1 4-1. uh, I think Cronin is the lone uh, center. Uh, excuse me, defensive mid. The question for me is: is Schuler? Is it going to be Schuler? Is it going to be Martin? Or is it going to be Ibsen? I see Ibsen as more of a late sub kind of dude. I don't think he's got the legs to play a decent ninety, and he's way too hot and cold for me. Yeah. When, when he's hot, well, he's super hot, but he, listen, he runs hot we, and cold. we've expressed our opinion Ibsen. Oh, we for know Ibsen, Ibsen, yeah. So for me, would, for me it's between Colin Martin. Be, it's between Colin Martin and uh, yeah. and Schuler, but I might almost it, it may be forgivable to choose a formation, the four two three one, where you don't even have to make that choice. They're just out of the equation entirely. I think that's the logic there. some all right. Anyways, uh, you know if we've got, as I said, uh, David Guzman or something in there, maybe it's a it's a no brainer. We're playing a four one four one style. You know, whatever. So I think we broke it down. I think we know what's going to happen. But let's talk about who's going to win. Tell me who's going to win Minnesota United uh, against Colorado Rapids.
1: Uh, I have us keeping a Gladham clean sheet, winning three nothing.
0: That's funny. This is the very first time I have predicted a win for Minnesota. I've got us winning 2-0. We've both got us keeping clean sheets. This is a leaf turned over, kids. This is a happy day. All right, speaking of calling games, we called some games last week and, as usual, did very mediocre.
1: I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do bad this week.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, you got to tell yourself what you got to tell yourself. Let's run down the week's recap, okay? Tell me uh, Philadelphia versus New York City FC. Philadelphia zero,
1: New York City two. We both called that one. That's right. Um, because Dave Villa does not make runs in the boxes anymore, he just launches 50 yard wonder strikes where everybody just stops and watches the goddamn ball go into the back of the net.
0: How can you not? It was beautiful. No, no, it was gorgeous.
1: Vancouver beat Seattle two to one. Yeah, no one predicted that one. It's um, so maybe like you shouldn't let good goal scorers go to your arch rivals, Freddie Montero. Perhaps. Well, he got there
0: pretty indirectly Okay, never mind yeah, uh, Let's talk San Jose and uh, FC Dallas Actually tied 1-1, <laughs>
1: neither of us had that Yeah, literally at the death Which is what I imagine living in San Jose is like Oh shit, Literally son. at the death
0: <laughs> Montreal and Atlanta, Montreal wins 2-1 Zeller, you were actually the only one who called uh, it I
1: know, right? Uh, another stoppage time goal against the 10-man United uh, Atlanta United averaging a red card every other game it Does not appear to be a recipe for success it's it's in the it's in the blood.
0: It's in the jersey. They're trying to represent. That's Atlanta. true, yeah. Uh, OCFC, the OC Orlando City versus LA Galaxy. Orlando City wins two to one. Awesome late game comeback. We both had Orlando City. Yeah. Win.
1: Apparently, this was the week for stoppage time goals, and the Eastern Conference's best defense keeps rolling on. Oh, Jesus Christ! All the salt pouring out here. Uh,
0: Chicago beat the living fuck out of New England three to nothing. Neither of us called that.
1: Schweinsteiger is a man. He will not be denied. God.
0: I just want to eat a Schweinsteiger. <laughs> I mean it sounds like it sounds like just no, delicious it's, it's hot dog. You
1: know what it means? It's basically pig fucker. You know not when eat pig fucker. Is that what it means? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> there's like there's like a half a second there where I was like, no. Oh man, what a bad name. That's unfortunate. Uh, the New York Bread Bulls won two to nothing against DC United, not hard to do, we both called that. Yeah, again, what every t- every struggling team needs is a visit from DC United. You know what I love is that we used to say that about Minnesota United. It's like God, we just use a, a little pump in the veins of Minnesota United to freshen up our team. And it, <laughs> I don't I don't think that's us anymore. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Columbus beating Toronto two to one. Uh, we both called that, but it was a it was a game of juggernauts.
1: Yeah. Um, so Columbus might be legit good this year. I Weird. I
0: don't know. I didn't think they'd be that good, and huh. I was wrong. Houston versus Minnesota, we've already recapped it, 2-2. Yeah. Two two. I called a tie there. You were a little more pessimistic. Or, no, I'm sorry, you were more optimistic, and you were wrong.
1: Yeah, so Houston jumped in two points at home to Minnesota. It's how you finish one spot out of the playoffs, Houston Dynamo fans. Oof. Colorado lost to Real Salt
0: Lake, who is on the rebound hard. Uh, Rail Salt Lake winning 2-1. to one. Neither of us saw that coming.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I posted more Tim Howard here, but I think that's been well documented. Um, Jared Watts <laughs> with the fucking handball dude, bro uh, and Literally, they were winning that game for most of the game and then handball and Brooks Lennon there's I mean that Brooks Lennon uh, Liverpool kid Good on yeah, you kind of take that Colorado. There's a
0: there's a handball and fuck your mom joke to be made there And I haven't quite <laughs> sussed it out. I don't know. Yes. This was the game of the week to watch unstoppable force versus an immovable object we learned the answer uh portland nothing sporting kansas city one you saw it coming
1: i predict this one oh shit miss wild just scored a second goal i didn't see that coming Woo! did not see that one coming either um <laughs> so i predicted that uh skc would win this game uh not surprising that another kc games kc game ends one to nothing oh they
0: are this year's colorado rapids aren't they
1: Literally they've given up two goals in two six ga- games. Two goals
0: in six games. And how many have they scored? Like three, four?
1: They scored like five.
0: Marginally better than I thought. Yeah. This, uh, yeah. So they might they might not be as boring as Colorado were last year. We'll see if this is sustainable.
1: Well no, I mean they do have dumbed Dwyer, so they will score some goals, but it's also like they're not going to give up any goals. They gotta get the ball so, to him. And right, he will how, so how do we do this week? Let's
0: let's talk about that instead of what I was gonna say. Uh, Zeller, you actually had a winning week. You went six and five. Congratulations! That puts you overall at 30 correct picks and 41 incorrect picks, which is okay because you remember there's draws in there too. You know, it's not like a half and half prospect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, David Martin, myself, uh, I went five for six, so I was one pick shy of you. That puts me at 31 correct picks and 40. So we are one game apart. 30 yeah. to 41 for you. It, 31 to 40. To be for fair,
1: we if if we do not pick a draw. And it's a draw, then we count that as a loss to us. Right, right. We so don't count it as a not count. We're not being like we're not yeah, we're not fudging the statistics here. We're like we're actually like, alright, we're actually gonna pick the games. If we're right, we're right. If we're not, we're right. We're not right, we're not right. So yeah, actually we I think we're doing all things considered pretty fucking good. We're not too bad,
0: yeah. yeah. So let's talk about this coming week then, uh, uh, and we're gonna yeah. start. Uh, New England versus San Jose a game that definitely has not already happened as we record this because
1: it's a midweek game Who do you got? Yeah, that game definitely already happened and uh, I don't think either of us picked it correctly I had New England routing San Jose 4 to 2 I had them
0: <laughs> I had New England not quite routing San Jose uh, 2 to 1, but we'll see what happens You know, here's, you never know with these games. They're still gonna play the games here's a
1: game, so. great of all the two-bit teams to play two games this week. It's got to be these two teams Um that, actually, that game actually ended 0-0. Zero, zero. We, we picked these before the game actually started. So uh, we are both incorrect on that one. So chalk that one up as a, in the negative column.
0: Hey, uh, I, I don't want to get too far off track, but San Jose, not a garbage fire this year. Not at all.
1: Yeah, but if I'm going to pick two teams to play in a week, I do not oh, want no. yeah, do. either New England or San Jose as one of those two teams. That's fair. That's fair.
0: Uh, let's talk about the next game here. Uh, Friday night, uh, Friday night football. Oh, you ready for
1: some soccer? Uh, Toronto FC and Chicago uh, should be a good game. Who do you got? Should be. Uh, I think Toronto FC is the Columbus of 2017, and I think the Fire win two to one. Wait, they're the Columbus. Which year's Columbus? Of the uh, of Columbus last year. They're the
0: 2016 Columbus of 2017. The 2016
1: Columbus of 2017.
0: Made it all the way though the year before. Fell off and then, cliff the next and then year. just
1: fucking shat the bed. Okay.
0: Uh, uh, bed feces uh, not included on my pick. Uh, it's Toronto at home. You got to give them that. Toronto to Chicago to Chicago. I've been riding that train this whole year, and I'm feeling more confident about it every day. I'm telling you. So uh, you pick, but you picked Toronto. I picked a tie. Two to two. Oh goddamn Two it. to two. I I Chicago got fire on Two one. All right, fine. Uh, Philadelphia versus the Montreal's. Who do you got?
1: Thank God the Union might possibly be the worst te- MLS team ever. Comma, Grant Wall. <laughs> um, I don't. I'm trying to say when the Union actually finally win a match. I don't think it's this week. Um, I think it's a one-one draw with the Montreals. It's uh, it's not always sunny in Philadelphia. I've got them
0: losing to Montreal at Philly, one to two. Montreal with two goals. I know Montreal's got that leaky back line, but. Uh, it's the Union, really, please. Uh, Houston and San Jose, which we had Houston and San Jose both in the absolute toilet at the beginning of the year. We yeah. said these are the two teams to beat up on. And so far, this actually proves to be a, probably a watchable
1: game. Yeah. Um, so who do you got? I think the Dynamo right the ship. I think uh, they beat the uh, San Jose, please don't call them quakes, earthquakes. Three to one in Houston. I've got three to
0: two Houston. Uh, it's Houston in Houston. I know that we just came back from Houston. They're feeling tough. They got some uh, problems with the back line. I think they're depleted. mostly like pissed off that they lost. Pro- they, probably they, they dropped, dropped off, two points to us. They are still uh, three wins, one <laughs> Coop- tie, and no losses at home. Kubo didn't
1: get, a- didn't get any goals. I'm guessing he's going to get some goals this, uh, this week. Probably seven of them. Wow. Yeah. Portland and Vancouver, a little Cascadia action. Who do you got? Um, can these Cascadia fucking teams get a room already? Like yes, I don't need Cascadia fucking cup matches every goddamn week. Um, Portland, uh, they lose. They they drew this weekend. No, they lost. They lost. Vancouver won against um, uh, I think Portland, yeah, because Portland has scored a goal. Uh, I think Portland oh. gets to fucking work and they route. Like they route Vancouver four to one.
0: I've got four to two. I'm glad that we're thinking uh, along similar lines here. Vancouver has a good offense. Alfonso Davies to cheer. I've said that before. That said, it's Portland at home. Maybe Bob Ross will show up. Who knows? It's four to two.
1: Uh, we got the bread bowls versus the crew. Who do you got? This is the sexiest, unsexy 2-2 draw imaginable. 2-2. I really like Columbus. I think this Columbus team is really fucking good. Mm-hmm. I, think they get, I think they get points in uh, New Jersey. I got them, too. One to three. Columbus crew walk away with Oh, it. shit. You got all three points. hmm Okay. All right. All of them. All right.
0: Red Bulls, not this year what they need to be, what we thought they could be. Uh, the New England Revolutions versus the D.C. United. Who do you got?
1: Well, I mean, now it's this – I made this point before the game actually started, but now it's pressing that the Revs drop points in uh, New England. Nothing here is dropping points like a visit from the D.C. Uniteds. I have uh, – the revolution uh and one one Agadelo brace uh three nothing over, over Juan Agadelo brace yeah wow. Juan, that is a there, very specific over call the dc united's you three to nothing
0: so all things said i've mm-hmm. got the revs winning two to nothing against dc united dc united is really good at not scoring any goals uh let's move on this is my game of the week fc dallas against sporting kansas city it's at home for fc dallas that's it Sporting
1: Kansas City has a mobile wall, and they take it with them wherever they go. Who do you think is going to win? That's true. This is the battle of the two remaining undefeated teams in MLS. Um, I'm predicting the most exciting 0-0 draw of the year,
0: 0-0. Yeah, that sounds really exciting. Uh, I hope it's nationally televised. I don't remember. Um, It's not. Thank God. FC Dallas is actually going to lose this one at home to Sporting Kansas City. By the obvious scoreline of zero goals Dallas, one goal Sporting Kansas City. All right, are
1: you on the Sporting Kansas City hype train? I've been on the fucking train how, how many years now? Oh, but you're on. Are you on the uh, the 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 treble train oh, oh, that I'm oh, oh. on? <laughs> okay, so l- let me say two things. First of all, no. Listen. Second of all, you weren't
0: as egregiously wrong as I said that you were at the beginning of the year. Third Thank of you. all. Thank you. I was wrong about saying this is a mid-table team. They are better than a mid-table team.
1: Thank you. All right.
0: <sighs> Fine. This All is, right. This is
1: now documented in history. Like Weird aliens will come back. like
0: you Find out I was wrong. A thousand
1: years from now, and be like, oh, this is this podcast. And be like, oh, that Dave Martin guy was wrong about this. You know this. what?
0: I'll hand you a sport in <laughs> Kansas City when you hand me Chicago, okay?
1: Well, I, I think the fire is still a... Like, uh, Fire, fire! You son of a magic tire fire! All right, yes, magic tire fire,
0: a big burning Schweinsteiger. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about the uh, Salt Lake Petkeys versus Atlanta United.
1: Oh, uh, Petkey's back, baby! He is. He's doing Petkey shit too, man. Atlanta can't stop getting red cards, so I think the Petkey magic continues to roll. They're in. They're in Rio Tinto. I think it's two to one uh, to RSL. Atlanta United uh, is deep enough and
0: has enough attacking uh, talent to win this game on the road. I've got Atlanta United winning two to one against RSL. Ooh, so let's move on to the Sunday slate. We got a uh, three Sunday games this week. New York City FC versus Orlando City SC, the battle of the 2015 expansions. Who do you got?
1: Yeah, this is a Week One rematch. Um, I think this time it goes to Manchester City West.
0: That is some serious shape. One
1: nothing to Manchester City West. Uh, I actually have
0: uh, New York City losing to Sporting, I uh, go <laughs> Sporting, Jesus, uh, to Orlando City SC 1-2. Uh, to two. I've got or- Orlando, uh, just a really well-rounded team. I was mediocre on them when the season began and uh, just super impressed. And that's not to say New York City's not great too, but uh, I'm they sorry. Got,
1: so Orlando has, like, the best defense in the Eastern Conference. Uh, that's true. but And they've been doing as well as they've been doing without a Kaka. Yeah, well, yeah. Kyle Aaron just basically scores like one goal a game. They give up like 0.5 goals a game. Um, I think, but David Villa, David Villa, <laughs> eh. and and they play in that really tiny ass field in New York City, and uh, so
0: David Villa when he scores from 50 yards out, that'll actually be like the other team's uh, end line or whatever. Pretty much, yeah. 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 Let's talk about the Galaxy versus the Sounders, a a game that in past years. Would have had us moist in the genitals with anticipation. Less so this year. Who do you got?
1: Yeah, quite possibly the most overhyped match of the year. I would have rather have seen this the FC Dallas Sporting Kansas City game in this slot. That would have been a much better game. I think the Sounders uh, roll easily two to one. I think Galaxy maybe gets one back. Like after the game is well in hand with Seattle. So
0: I got Seattle three to one uh, in LA. I almost said in the Galaxy. In LA it will be also in the galaxy and uh, Alessandrini is fantastic and uh, You got to give him a goal. I don't care how bad they get beat. They got to give him a goal uh, Last game of the week. We've already talked about Minnesota United and Rapids remind us who do you got? Oh, uh, I got Minnesota three nothing. All right. I got Minnesota two to nothing very very optimistic So let's move on to a segment. We call indulge your fantasy mm-hmm. uh, Zeller how'd you do this week in fantasy, bud?
1: Um, I had 57 points uh, overall points, 346. I fell two spots to 14th place. And that's interesting
0: because I had 67 points, 10 more than you, puts me on 349 for the year, three points ahead of you and one place ahead of you. I'm now at 13th place and finally, for the first time all year,
1: I am ahead of you in the fantasy standings. Can you can, you, can we also clarify that you didn't you did not move any spaces? I just fell three spots so oh uh, no you've just clarified let's just that clarify that exactly so no, there's yeah.
0: a, really there's only one contest happening here and it's
1: me I versus mean I you. hope I hope all of our listeners who are actually playing this game got your fantasy lineups in before the game kicked off tonight uh, that kicked off four hours ago according to my time because if you didn't you're fucked That's <laughs> true because there was a
0: lot of fantasy actioning happening tonight and zero your, zero draw your team's locked your
1: team's locked, <laughs> well, your team's locked. For that's the whole that week? Game kicked off. Yeah. It's not, okay. Yeah, it's not well, like I'm glad uh, I updated ESPN mine. and shit. Oh, God. So.
0: so let's talk about a happier note. Who kicked ass in the league? Tell me.
1: Yeah. Uh, Shooter Shoes. I think that's Jake Reuter's team. Uh, with 81 points, he jumped up into eighth place. Good job, Jake. Yeah. Uh, I should also point out I don't think we ever actually pointed out how many teams are playing in this league. There are 34 teams in this league uh, that are playing. So. As many teams as will be
0: playing in MLS when all is said and done. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, that was what we went for. You
1: know, uh, Martin and I are you know right around the middle of the pack, which mm-hmm. is, you know, whatever. We're not getting relegated. I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm not getting relegated. Um, <laughs> That's a look what at fantasy the, soccer
0: should have. They yeah should, should so we're be relegated at, to shittier leagues.
1: Looking at the league standings, uh, no change in the top two, although there is a new number three as uh, Plate or Plata had a calamitous stumble down the standings. Oh, no. He's not going to like that I mentioned that. Um, so why don't you Sorry, walk Anna. through our, our first
0: two third? third. So Brothers Demidov, the Brothers Demidov, uh,
1: Spencer Agnew, congratulations. On first.
0: Stayed on top, 438 points. Second place right behind him, Looney Ben Patrick Rydin with 432 points. Damn, six, six points. Behind. Six points, shit. It's tight at the top. Uh, which is there's another sex joke in there. I forgot what that could be too. Costa Rica Loon has now slipped into third place. Uh, well, Mister Adu, yeah, fantastic. 396 points slid
1: into third place. He sort of
0: slid uh, into third place, and, uh, but uh, 396 points yeah. still a week behind Looney Bin and Brothers Demidov. It's a two team race right now. Somebody's got to catch him. Uh, we got time for questions. Let's talk about
1: questions. All right. Um, so we have two questions this week thanks everybody for submitting your awesome questions um uh at hockey milwaukee asked us on twitter does a minnesota united player make the all-star team this summer who are you excited to see for real madrid i think that's related to the all-star game and do you like chicago style hot dogs david why don't you go first
0: i'm gonna call these three questions and not just sub parts of the same question So first of all, does a Minnesota United player make the all-star team this summer? It's impossible to predict the future. It's impossible to say over the next two months X players are gonna have X performance. But here's what I'll say if this if this if the mid season were today, I think that Molino and Ramirez have a very serious shot of being considered. I was
1: gonna say which player on Minnesota do you think might make the all-star? If it was going to be one player, one
0: single player, I would is, say it's it Christian probably Ramirez. Will be. I would say it's Christian Ramirez. Really? And the reason for that, I think Molino is the better player. I think he's more important to us. But I think that there is more winger depth in the league than there is guys like Christian Alone Striker. Um, I can't remember how big the roster is that makes the cut, but if it had to be just one player, I think it's Ramirez because I think he stands alone a little bit more, at least in recognizable ways like on the score sheet.
1: Well the question for me is like making the team or making the field against Real Madrid. So, in case people didn't realize, Real Madrid is going to be the uh, MLS all-star team opponent this year. We always play a European team. Weirdly, like, why not play a fucking Mexican team? But I don't know. I'm not MLS. Apparently, I don't care about the Mexican fan base. MLS all-star game is is for drawing mediocre fans. It's not for drawing the hardcores. They're super down with the – they're trying to get the EPL fan base and all that. That's cool. Good for them. Um I don't know, I definitely I agree with you. It's it's either Molino I, I definitely think there will be a Minnesota United player on the team. Um, especially if, if Ramirez is in the golden boot race. It's definitely I can definitely see Ramirez. Um Molino has played really well for Trinidad and Tobago. So it wouldn't surprise me actually if we saw both of those guys make the team. You like Chicago style hot dogs? Well, who, no, who are you excited to see for Real Madrid?
0: Nobody. I don't give a shit. I don't like this format for the All-Star game. I don't like Real, Assault, or I like to Real Salt. Lake. I love that I defaulted to calling them that. Uh, that's got to be the first time that's ever happened. Um, I don't like Real Madrid. Um, I don't give a shit. I
1: don't know. There's there's uh, there's no like European uh, cups happening, so I think we're going to get most of uh, Real Madrid's team here. I mean, if I if I went to this game and I unless someone actually literally gives me money to go to this game, I and pays for my ticket and all that, I'm not gonna go to this game. I mean, it would be really it'd be really fucking cool to see Gareth Bale and Ronaldo in person. I Just to, for that
0: element of saying you saw them.
1: Yeah. Live. Yes, that would be pretty fucking cool. I don't care. I don't care at all. Um, do you like, So do you like Chicago-style hot dogs? Um, I think they're fine, but I prefer my hot dogs a different way. Oh, God. I, I weep for your children, my friend. Me, too. I know. Um, I like Chicago-style hot dogs. I don't like tomatoes, so I'm a little like, eh, don't put your f- stupid fucking tomatoes on my hot dogs. But I like sport peppers. I like peppers on my hot dogs. Um... But, yeah, it's not my favorite kind of hot dog. So, there's that. If you want to know what our favorite kinds of hot dogs are, ask another question Hit us up on Twitter. (laughs) Um, So, next. Final question. We have one more question, then we're done here. Uh, Colin Solberg literally emailed with a very specific letter request, and I can confirm that it went out in the mail today. So, his question to me was, which is going through the mail who won the Portland trips do you you remember like there was a Portland trip that was supposed Uh, to be given out to somebody I don't remember that at all okay I do no it was never actually announced and there's a mailing address to figure out all that stuff so I'm actually I have there's already a letter in the mail to the team to figure out who won the Portland trips awesome yeah and then so I love the
0: Minnesota person that receives that is like who the
1: fuck yeah (laughs) does this have anthrax in it (laughs) His other question, because uh, I asked, uh, he asked this question and with the mailing address, is like, okay, cool. But we actually want to miss a Minnesota United question. Uh, how much is Christian Ramirez creating his goals, and how much is it due to Molino passes?
0: Fifty-fifty. Uh, uh, you don't get to see Christian fifty-fifty. Uh, I think I think Christian uh, has done a pretty good job so far this year of of finding the game. I, I think we don't get to see as much uh, that he does off the ball, but if I had to lean toward one thing or another, probably Molino's setups and uh, the, the the building up field that happens. I, I think Molino has been instrumental for him.
1: You literally talked about earlier how Ramirez is missing shot, like goal opportunities left and right, and more often than not, it's Molino or Venegas passing to him and putting him in good position. So, I mean, I think it's I think it's like seventy five, eighty percent Molino and then 25 30%. I could be argued up to 40% with Christian because as we talked about earlier, um, Ramirez is actually finishing on shit that he did not finish on a year ago, that 2 years ago.
0: Well, that's that's definitely true, but I you know, if we're talking about creating goals, no, he's not creating a spectacular finishing, but I do think he's creating goals with his position on the field. I think he's in the places where a guy like Molina or Venegas can can pitch him a ball and do something with him I, and that's why I think it's a, a fair split if I can talk you up to 40 I'll talk you up to 40 <laughs>
1: okay alright All right. let's well, close this thing out tell us where you yeah. can find us well uh, you can find us at uh, daves.no.com uh, at TDIKMN on Twitter uh, you can email your questions always to know MN at gmail.com facebook.com backslash daves I know. still under construction we always still get likes on that Thing for I love some it. reason. I love it. Um, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Google Play soon. Uh, I am at Texas Zeller on Twitter. Dave Martin, where are you?
0: I'm at offensive underscore loons. This was the Dave's you know. This is the Dave's I know. Got to try and work it out, cause
1: we both know we can't do nothing. Son. Long as you do yours, land here, become flea con. Yeah. Uh, we we yeah. do our things, son. Who the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our things, do it. We, 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 do, it. Uh, we do our things, son. Some paint a piece, some spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. Uh, we, we, we do our I things, son. We can't do nothing, <laughs> nothing at all. Yeah, I know we can't do nothing at all. <laughs> yeah. 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 I can't do
0: nothing at all. I can't do nothing at all. Check it out, guys.